Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through, Queen. So really, binge-watching TV has led me to be a humanitarian. Brendan shockwaves across the Bravo Cinematic Universe. Even, like, breaking live on Watchmen's Live with Teresa Giudice. I know. With that sandy-haired man. The split up between Tom and Katie. I mean, even, it's going, like, even to Food Network. Ree Drummond is upset and in the comments of both of them. I mean, Ree Drummond, we do know her to be a... Bravo fan. But yeah, so we are not shocked. No, and I think a lot of people are like, thank God, Katie got out, yada, yada, yada. Um, but it is it is a little sad. Like, I, I definitely got like a little emo reading Tom Schwartz's post. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had three slides compared mm-hmm. to her one slide. It does seem to be maybe from the way it's being played out a more of a her decision. Oh yes, of course. He says it in his post. Mm, 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 mm. He says Katie's decision basically. Yeah, which like I got to give her credit like to like pull the trigger. I know and it's I mean, I think she needs a partner who can give her what she wants. And he wasn't providing that. And we've seen it for years and years and years. And I think people have made excuses for him, probably me included because mm-hmm. he's cute, but like, <laughs> and, because he, and because he sent you a personalized video pre cameo. That is true. Um, but like, I look back, I look back at when he poured a beer on her head, mm, when, a she low had, point. when she had like that, like, reddish gingery hair mm-hmm. um 
him just like not really wanting to participate in the pregnancy journey even last season it was like hard to get him to like even not go out for a drink because he just like wanted to do what he wanted to do and then just like every time it's been katie versus sandoval it's like schwartz Mm. just kind of flubs yeah i i wonder what's next it seems like they're still friends i heard that they were all at uh ocean's birthday Mm. party together on over the weekend with jill zarin yeah (laughs) that's so jill zarin and Heather McDonald? <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think the reason Jill Zarin was there was because Heather McDonald. Why is Heather McDonald hanging out with them? I think just because, like, she will interview them, and she's, like, friends with Lala. That's so weird. I know, but it's, it's, it is what it is. It's L.A. It's celeb-adjacent people. It's interesting now that our two Utah gals are single. I know. Everyone's single now. Everyone? Not everyone, but a lot of people. I mean, oh, oh, Raquel's yeah. out there too. Oh yes. Well, um, what's his face? Um, James moved on. G- G- yeah, with a new gal. Yeah, diving in waters together. It'll be interesting to see if Vanderpump Rules comes back. Obviously, I think this is a lot of material for them to come back on. Mm-hmm. Um, Camera's I, not up. I know. I still have the. I still have the theory that they're going to come back, and that Stassi will be back. Uh, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I mean, I I went and zoomed in on her Instagram the other day. It's like, she's got 2.5 million followers, which is on the high side for anyone on Bravo, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, her engagement is crazy. The fact that she's on a book tour right now, like, in-person book tour, selling out, like, at every bookstore... I'm not obviously not saying that I want her back, but like Bravo is probably looking at this being like, Mm. we could bring back some of the audience with just like the Stassi people alone. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure we'll probably eventually hear rumblings about that, but uh, to shift gears today, we learned about something that we have heard rumblings about for the longest of time. And right. we we didn't even believe it. Remember when we first heard Karen Huger's getting a spinoff? It sounded like it sounded kind <laughs> of like fanfic. Yeah, because th- this is our first Potomac spinoff, so it hasn't been done in Potomac, and it's only been really done Atlanta OC, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. And New yeah, Jersey, New York. What Bethany. happened in New York? Oh, Bethany. Oh, but I don't count that. Okay, that was like that was bigger than it's been. <laughs> that's like that's like a different. That was a different era, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> and like short. the way they're the way they're doing spinoffs now is like Real Housewives or whatever. Colon. Yeah, I mean, I would like to point out though that Portia got the colon treatment and Karen's in the colon treatment, but Candy and the gang does not have the colon treatment. Right. I well, I think with Candy and the gang, they're hoping for the next Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, which we'll get to that in a moment. But I mean, like saying that it seemed like fan fiction, I got to say, even after watching the trailer for the program is called Real House of Potomac, colon, Karen's Grand Dom Reunion. It's the trailer feels like fanfic. Yeah. And the title for me, Mm. I get that it's in reference to a family reunion, but we're in a franchise where reunions are a big player. Mm. So it gets kind of like, 
to me, if I were to see the title alone, I'd be like, are we go- are we doing like a behind the scenes series of Karen like going to the reunion or something like that? Yeah, you shouldn't be throwing the word reunion around. Second, I think like, okay, this is only two episodes, <sighs> which this could have been repackaged in my eyes as a like before they were housewives, Lu- right. Countess Luann special, which I've been calling for forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, without like all the antics, you know? Yeah. I mean, the trailer for me, I'm like, do I like, am I interested in this? It feels like the, like the genealogy thing is exciting to me. And I'm always interested in that kind of like journey. So mm-hmm. it feels like they should have just put her on one of those shows that already exist. Didn't Lisa Kudrow have a show that was about that? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So there's that there. So Raven is like excited to be here. And then we're also Good. seeing her son who we really never hang out with. Yeah. He's not, he's like, Kind of around sometimes, but we're never really like in in like we are with Raven. Yeah, but I mean, I'm happy for Karen. I know. And then there's this aunt character who. Oh, Val. I feel like is she for good or for evil? It's like that's what they're kind of <laughs> setting up. Well, they're it's like watch out for Val, and then like have her like shooting a gun. <laughs> I know. <sighs> It's two episodes I will watch. Yeah, sure. obviously. It's like so so low low commitment, you know? I know. It's like, but it get, it's getting less episodes to literal Bravo non-events. Like, I watched that whole Welcome to Waverly show that was just like a blip on the radar. I don't and even know what like, that is. It was about like people going to this random small town in Kansas, I think. Yeah, I mean, two episodes, that's fine. Interestingly enough, the first episode airing on Easter Sunday, like... A night, no new episodes might air, you know? <laughs> yeah. What do people do on Easter Sunday, like, at night? I, I don't know. Just, like, on a holiday, like, sometimes they just don't air a new episode. Yeah. Huh. Huh. But, but yeah, that's Karen's show, April 17th. So, like, just Coming a month right away. Yeah. But, okay, I have a question. Did you tune into Candy and the Gang? I watched a little, I watched it like in the background. Mm, Okay. I was not high on the first episode and like the second Mm -hmm. episode is pulling me in now. Okay. And there's a lot of queer people, right? Oh my God. Like I thought I knew all the queer people in the show. And then like we get like a at home with someone else. And I was like, oh, you're also gay. Okay. (laughs) Oh, good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think here's like some aspects of it that I'm enjoying. Number one, we're meeting more family members of candies that Mm -hmm. are involved in the restaurant. And I feel that dynamic of like, who's related to who, like who's, which aunt's like child or grandchild. There's like a uh, cousin in the kitchen who's like running the kitchen, I think, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And candy sent him to culinary school. Yes. Like on her dime. Mm-hmm. We got like another cousin running the parking lot. We got um, Aunt Bertha's daughter was like 
a manager and then stormed out and threatened to like, not threatened, but like tried to round up people to leave with her to go work somewhere else. <laughs> a strike. It's just like some crazy stuff. So, so there's like that. Then there's just like, it, it's like on Vanderpump Rules, we're like in the desert, like begging for a drop of water for an LGBTQ person. Mm-hmm. And like here we're like drowning in it. So like that's right, a lot of yeah. fun. Uh, I think like the first episode just felt so produced and like, here's this person, here's this mm-hmm. person, here's this. Per-. And mm-hmm. then there was like the, the drama quote unquote of, Oh no, the power's going out. What are we going to do? Felt so like basic reality TV. Mm-hmm. Whereas like episode two gets a little deeper. Like we have like a powwow with the, uh, the gang and candy and the, and the relative that like stormed out and tried to steal yeah. um, employees. Like they all got together and then your favorite aunt Nora kind of lost her shit. <laughs> mm. um, I, I will say that I think speaking of the obvious Vanderpump rules uh, comparison, I do think shows probably think they need more of a setup than they do. But if you think back to Vanderpump rules, we yeah. literally were dropped into it in the middle of a real houses of Beverly Hills scene. Yeah. And if you look back, we go back, we walk into the kitchen with Sheena mm-hmm. and automatically there are these characters who we know who they are just by meeting them by first glance. Yeah. Just like in, like we know the archetypes, like we know that Stasi was the overbearing mean girl who hated she, like we know all of this by just walking in. And I think, I think showrunners can, uh, try to baby their audiences but like people get it they'll understand it the thing is it's like this compared to vanderbump rules we know so many more players from the the jump like we already know candy todd uh mama joyce the two aunts Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh don juan like there's Mm -hmm. plenty of people already in the room that i don't think we need our handheld so much exactly yeah yeah so and I, i feel like the response online a little bit was like oh yeah like I'm now getting more sucked in. So Mm -hmm. I would like, I would love to know how many episodes it's going to be just to like set my expectations. Like sometimes when I'm starting a new video game, I like check online, like how long is this game going to be? Oh yeah. Like I want to know like how many (laughs) episodes am I here with these people? Like it's good to know with Karen, like we only got two. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going in with the right expectations. Maybe there's a write up somewhere that says the amount of episodes. Mm -hmm. Did you search? Uh, like a very cursory search. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, if if you are in production at this show, please mm-hmm. reach out to Dan and let him know. Yeah, how many I need episodes. to know. I need to know. He needs. He needs it. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. Actually, I'll give. I'll probably give you the answer right now by saying, this will go until, I believe, Atlanta's coming back, like, the first week the first sunday in may or something okay so we probably have like one two three four five six at least six more episodes okay so eight episodes that makes sense in like the trajectory of certain seasons of these shows yeah and there could even like there could be overlap because right now like this is the only show going on sunday nights unless married to medicine's coming back soon yeah and i mean there could be a reunion who knows Mm-mm. I hope so. Okay. Uh, well, speaking of reunions, Salt Lake City. 
Um, hmm. What do we have to say about Salt Lake City? Well, we start with the husbands. And, okay. Why weren't there any questions about Whitney and Justin's little weird sex real real sex <laughs> moment? Okay, wait. I I I hope I'm not making something up. Maybe I should uh, I'll say it and then you tell me if <laughs> we okay. should keep this. Uh I feel like I heard somewhere that like he lost his job recently and it was kind of in response to like the very sexual scene that aired. He did lose his job recently. He posted something about it. And it was, I think, it, people are saying it was in response to that. Yeah. So, like, we're all in with the Wild Rose beauty, which I think, like, I would love to have him part of it. I know, but, like, I don't know how much money these businesses make. <laughs> I mean, they, they were saying during the reunion, like, we put in the beauty lab and laser and it sells out immediately. Oh, but like people specifically go to beauty lab to like have yeah. the real housewives experience. So it's yeah. like, yeah, it's like going to the Disney store and there's like a Mickey mouse thing. Of course you're going <laughs> to buy it. But I think even the website was like selling out when it went live. I don't know. I wonder, I mean, she was on a Trixie Mattel's YouTube channel yeah. and Trixie sells out all the time. But, but also I think like so many of the gals have these beauty lines. And to me, I don't know why, but to me, Wild Rose feels more important. Like, like Gina and Shannon allegedly both at beauty lines. Don't know what either of them are called. Wouldn't even know what to look for. Is the beauty line for Shannon different than the thing that she has commercials about that we I, watch? <laughs> and then like, we're getting like commercials about commercials. I know. <laughs> and like Adeline is like always putting something in a box in a room. <laughs> so like, I think like Whitney for for all the thousands that she spent, maybe like did do a better rebrand than all these other gals. Well, uh, we have to remember back to <laughs> when she was planning for the rebrand while still wearing the <laughs> yes, old merch. Yes, yes. It's like, that is like, that is PSA of what you don't do. No, it's like honoring, honoring where you came from. <laughs> no. <laughs> what was the old brand name? Like, Iris Butte. and Bo. Oh. Butte. <laughs> oh, you're thinking of Christian uh, Rossi. Oh, Gretchen Ro Rossi. Oh, yeah, Gretchen Rossi Butte. Uh. Uh, uh, okay, no, but also she explained on the reunion, like, which I think answered a lot of questions in terms of, like, why is this costing so much money? She bought out, like, her partner. Okay. Good yeah. for her. Which, like, now she's getting more, she's getting all the profits. Yeah. Is it still an MLM? Was it ever an MLM? <laughs> no. Someone has an MLM. No, no, no. no. This Whitney Walrose Butte was never an MLM. Okay. Interesting. I don't think so. <sighs> Maybe his company was allegedly. <laughs> no, no. Allegedly. Alleg Who knows? I just said no. allegedly. Oh, oh, no. No. He said on the reunion, a company he... Oh, I think at the time he was still working for them. And now maybe he got fired because like he was saying, oh, yeah, we're like embroiled in lawsuits for years. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I think he should start looking for another job and like mm. he can help out. But like, let's get something maybe, else going. Maybe Seth Marcus could help him. <laughs> find I mean, Seth always getting new jobs. That's that, I will say there is a skill in being able to get hired. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, okay. I'm glad Andy did grill Dewey a little bit about the, like, why are you asking your wife who's had nine miscarriages to, like, try to have another child again into her 40s? I know. It also just felt like, okay, so you're making up these storylines. It all feels fake. And then mm. Jenny's already fired. So yeah, it's, what are we spending time are we doing? About? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's dumb. Okay. Like Sharif, if not for everything going on with Jen would come off as like the most reasonable and sensible guy in the room. But then it feels like he may be helping her cover up her lies. Right. Well, well, I mean, we're, we're like, he's like, I have a history of bleeding. (laughs) Rectal bleeding. Rectal bleeding. I was bleeding. We're bleeding. She's, I'm, I'm going to the doctor. I'm bleeding. It feels like <laughs> it's not all like adding up to me. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, if she got the call about his rectal bleeding mm. at the same time, the SWAT team was rolling up. That is like one of the biggest coincidences that has ever been coincidenced yeah. in the world. And, but then like Jen shot, like why would you be, being like take off my mic exactly you'd be like oh my like you'd be like oh my god this is happening to my husband right and if if he has a history of this yeah then yeah it's something where it's like a little less surprising than running away and like how can we deal with it right maybe i don't know yeah okay but then also like the whole trajectory of this episode is like, how dare anybody question what is me or what's going on or my business or like anything. It's like, of course we're questioning it. Everyone that you've worked with has pled guilty to something related to your business. And you somehow have gotten it gotten this far without the scrutiny that someone like Erica Jane got. And mm. you're like not even getting close to the scrutiny that Erica Jane yeah. got. I'm not, I'm not defending Erica here, but it's just like, it really is a wonder. And it, a lot of people have chalked it up to like Jen handling it better, or like going through the season a little more like carefree and like fancy free than Erica did. But it's like, at this point, like you got to answer for something. Yeah. I mean, to be shocked and annoyed that people are questioning, like you barely got questioned, Jen. <laughs> exactly. To be shocked. To be shocked. The sh- the shock shocker, as one might um, say. One thing she apparently has asked the judge to mm. not like take into consideration anything that's aired on Bravo TV. I mean, speaking of Bravo, throwing in the audition footage i know it's like bravo's trying to like throw the book at her (laughs) like have you ever seen sharif so animated he's like oh my god i can't believe how much my wife spends (laughs) i know (laughs) 
It is funny. I almost feel like Andy's like, let's do something. Because he has on his radio show, show been like very perplexed by the difference in people, the way people had talked about Erica and the anger people had had towards her and the lack of that energy being brought to Jen. So I like, what if Andy was like, let's just hit her with everything. <laughs> Throw the bucket at her. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, crazy. Okay. Let's talk about the Kumbaya moment, which was like during commercial and then referenced in the middle of the Jen Shaw conversation, right. which to me was like these gals being like, okay, we got to film season three. <laughs> I know. It's like, we have to come together at some point and like be good enough to be able to film. Yeah. It's like why these women, they're, they're more calculated than most of our other housewives. Yeah. I don't, I, I, well, when we, when we get to the end, we could discuss this on a more broader aspect, mm-hmm. but, um, when like Andy was like, oh, wow, Whitney, like, how do you know so much? And she's like, well, I read the indictment, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like something f- people over in Beverly Hills could never achieve. They couldn't make it through, uh, an LA times article, an LA times article, let alone a whole legal court document. I don't think I can make it through an an indictment. I don't even know how to say indictment. Yes, you could. Yes, you could. Why couldn't you? Because I just feel like there's a lot of like legal jargon in there. Mm. Like, hear ye, hear ye. No. (laughs) That's not how it's written. Uh, No. Well, first of all, the indictment is like, is based off of the grand jury's like findings in terms of like, we indict this person for these crimes. And that's like their- a, that's a grand jury of their peers or is like, yeah. <laughs> it's of the peers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I didn't know. I didn't know if it was, Never mind. That's just well, a thought. Well, I mean, it, it was a New York grand jury. Um, so those aren't her peers, not necessarily her peers. <laughs> it's, it's Meredith's Martin Spears. She's probably yeah, fucked, half, she's of fucked them. half of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, I gotta say Seth Marks <laughs> saying he fucked the other half was pretty funny. And I've yeah. been like very low on Seth Marks all season, but he came in with the, in the last minute. <laughs> that was one funny thing, but like his energy has been like really horny and veering into I don't want to like be sex negative, mm. but like veering into a little too horny, especially in the direction of Whitney Rose. Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like even she was kind of like, ah, okay. Like we got the boob cake. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's put a pin in that. Let- and like, let's move on because you're getting harassy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, the part about like <laughs> the part between Lisa and, and um, what's her face? Jen, where she, where we're, like they're arguing over her calling the lawyers and asking the lawyers, is there anything on the docket? And they're just like screaming on the docket and Heather not knowing what the docket is. Like you are Heather in this situation. Oh yeah, I am though. Yeah. Like I know what a docket is. There's a dick docket in Provincetown. No, that's not the docket. <laughs> that's merely the doc. It was, that's the joke. That's the joke. Yolanda. Okay. Um, the one last big thing is like, Bitch sesh, sort of getting a shout out this episode. Oh yeah, like as a podcast. Yeah, as there was a podcast that interviewed the Uber driver that was driving Jen Shah, 
Yeah. And which I got to say, like, a bitch that's ep- episode that is actually canon to this show. Yeah. I remember where I was when I listened to that episode. I was like driving home from work. It was really. It was dark. on the subway platform. It was light because it's they have lights on the subway platform. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Salt Lake City. Finally, we start in September. We are now in March. Oh my god! What Almost do we think? A year. Here's the thing. We've never had thrills like this. Ooh. These particular kind of thrills. Sure. I will say they aren't the strongest reunion cast. No, it's very Dallas-like. And that's fine. You don't have to be the strongest reunion cast. But mm-hmm. I was happy to be with them. Um, I'm happy most of them are coming back. Sans, Jenny, and Mary, who Jenny yeah. got fired and Mary quit-ish, I guess. Yeah. I got to say, could you imagine a world? I'm going to just like paint this picture for you and you tell me if this makes any sense to you. Okay. Where during the trailer, we only really have like, we have like before, we have like aftermath, like footage in veil of them talking about the arrest, but we didn't see the van footage until the episode aired. I feel like that would have like sent shockwaves through the nation. If like yeah. we're watching the episode, not knowing we are going to get van footage. Yeah, but I think that people knew through gossip that cameras were up in some sense. I know, but then but then people could have been like, oh, like uh, Homeland Security wouldn't let us use the footage or like this or that. There would have been like so much like back and forth of like, will we see it? Will we not see it? Sure, maybe, but like would we have gotten, I mean, we got shockwaves when the trailer aired. I know, but I don't know. I'm like, I mean, I'm the kind of person that like doesn't want to know before I go into a movie, like too much. That know? Bradley Cooper dies. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> if there's one thing I don't want to know before we sing a star is born, is that Bradley Cooper is going to die. <laughs> um, one thing that speaking of trailers, one thing that was in the trailer for the reunion that, I don't think they actually ended up using a clip of was the question that Andy said to Meredith about whether or not she was wearing a breastplate during some of the uh, confessionals. (laughs) Don't you remember that? Uh, Okay. Or was that in the first episode or maybe not? I don't don't think it was. I don't think it made it. Tell me if I'm wrong people, but I don't think it made it. Yeah. Sound off the comments. Maybe they like, they thought better of, of that question after right the the trailer yeah because like a lot of people probably don't engage with breastplates or kind of like know what they are Mm. even yeah we know through like engaging with drag culture yeah the drags yeah um yeah i think i think just in general like there were high highs and like shocks shocking moments and stuff like that but like some of these other seasons airing right now just goes to show like sometimes you want the temperature to be a little lower, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I guess. But I mean, Lisa Barlow's rants will be Mm. up there forever with like one of the best moments of real housewives to me. 
Oh yeah, I mean the Randy our family Gunner, that poses. The family that poses, yes. Oh my god! Shout out to Jackie Cox and Marty on Watch Them oh, Live, yeah. <laughs> especially Jackie's doing. Uh, oh like, yeah, a very very good Meredith Marks after winning Snatch Game with Lisa, Lisa Renna. Renna. Yeah. Wait, did she win or was she like in the top? I think she I was think in, she the top. in the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah. she won. But like, I in the top. With the Housewives, as we know from Joe Reed's breakdown on Primetimer, is like a success in and of itself. Yeah, because a lot of people try Housewives and not a lot of people have succeeded. Because mm-hmm. it a Housewives impression is tough. Yeah, which the easiest one is the one that no one has done, Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah, or I mean, Ramona would be up there too as easy, uh, easy but like, ish. But like, see that I think as we learned from Joe Reed's article is that you, you gotta be catering to RuPaul and and Ramona would not be catering to RuPaul. Whereas True. Lisa Vanderpump would, cause like he knows Lisa Vanderpump. And he knows Lisa Rinna. He's exactly time with her. So catered. Yeah. Wow. 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 Okay. Salt Lake city. That's it. I think. Right. Yeah. Put a pin in it. Until Which, next like, year. I, I don't know why, like on Twitter, Bravo keeps tweeting like, Check out this after show. It's like, what what are we after showing right now? Right. But I mean, I feel like Salt Lake City will be with us before we mm. get a new season of like Roni because the cameras are up. Oh yeah. And you know yeah. you know who's there in the picture? Miss Angie. Picture? Oh but wait, I saw a tweet. And, and there's a like, second Angie. There's a second Angie. There's like two Angies and then two other girlies like fighting for their lives for snowflakes and may the best woman win. I mean, I liked the energy that Angie brought to the one episode she was in that made us think that she was going to be a big part of the season. She was in like three episodes. Yeah, but like she really only was like the focus of that one. Mm. So I'd love to see it. Yeah. I mean, the name on everybody's lips episode, one of the reunion. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Let's head on over to Drange. Let's go. We're picking up with a very, I, like, has a husband's event ever led us to uh, to be continued? In, I don't think so. In and history. I don't think so. And is this what I want? No, not really. Not necessarily. But also, I'm not like one of the people that are like, why are, why are there house husbands on my screen? Right. I mean, I like being with the husbands. I just think that, like... The crux of this bill walking off being like, Evan, Evan wasn't bringing the energy that you need from a mm. fight like this. Yeah. I mean, he was giving not- a half hearted, like, yeah, no. leave, leave. Get him. Get him. Yeah. <laughs> he's still hot. <laughs> we can't take that away from him. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, like, what are we doing in terms of like staging and setup? Like why is Louis showing up after all this happens? <laughs> Louis showed up at like nine o'clock and they had been there and they had been there in the daylight and it's summer. So nine o'clock doesn't mm. come until like a couple hours later. Uh, or like an hour later. No, maybe. It's, it's like the sun's going down like in the eight o'clock hour. Right. In the summertime. Uh, I, 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 I I did not roll footage to check like are we all getting driven there because we are like blacking out at this dinner. Okay, so I know I Louis re- was driven there. 
I know Louie was. I remember Joe Gorga getting out of the backseat of a car. Bill drove himself yes. there, obviously. Yes. I, I think it's safe to assume most of the men were driven there. Okay, good. Just like Tiki having a bigger role than his wife on this show is I'm, wild to me. I mean, Tiki's the part of this scene I want to talk about the most. Mm-hmm. And I've we've already talked about it last episode, but just it it's wild to me that it's like, oh yeah, like our old friend Tiki, like <laughs> like as if as if he's been around as long as like Joe Benigno. Right. But also like Tiki asking like the hard question. Oh yeah. Being, like he asked the question about like the abuse allegations. Mm-hmm. And like for him to be like the newest guy on campus with a wife who's only a friend of, but at this point they didn't really know, I guess. Cause like they hadn't really decided that it's just very interesting. We've never had, have we had a friend of's husband or partner who's been involved ever? Uh, I don't know. Ever is, is a broad question. Definitely not a focal point like this. Right. Yeah. Huh. I guess like when Camille was a friend of, she was getting married. Mm. But like, did we even like lay eyes on the, on the husband? We laid eyes. He had a good head of hair. Okay. I remember it like at the wedding pre-party, they had that like cheese wheel that mm. is in all those like TikToks. Yeah. Okay. Um, someone who's not part of this little gang, however, a big part of this episode, David talking to everyone other than Dolores about Dolores' mom's situation. The fact that he hasn't reached out at all to her is, like, so weird. I understand, like, the distance and, like, trying to keep your distance and, like, this or that. But, like, it's one thing if you're, like, talking to literally everyone every day. You're Mm -hmm. in the hospital. You're with the mom. I think, like, at that point you could at least be, like, Dolores, like, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure everything goes okay. Like, like send her an update from the hospital so that the mom who is going through the stuff doesn't have to maybe. Yeah. It's really weird. It's really weird. He's weird. Yeah. Especially like if this, if all this Louis ex-girlfriend and David stuff is true, it's weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. All of it's weird. Okay. Um, we got Trey and Gian Gabby, which like Gab seeing Gabby and like not a all daughters on deck scene was a shock to me. Yeah. And speaking. <laughs> yeah. To see a Hadid daughter on the show. No, you better stop. <laughs> uh, we're celebrating the one year anniversary. And Teresa's like, not quite like defending, but like just giving all the, um, the talking points to the daughters. Yeah. Like as, he's the best guy. I love him so much. Yada, yada, yada. I'm going to cry a little <laughs> to make it real. Wait, my favorite part was like, Oh, was there is it being like, okay. Like, so the week I met him, I asked mommy and daddy, like send me a man. And then they sent me Louie. And then Teresa's like, Gabby, have you ever tried this magic trick? And Gabby's like, <laughs> and Gabby's like, no, I have not. I'm not like 40 and desperate. Yeah. 
should I <laughs> should I try that? Should I ask I think, my dead dad to send me a man? I never came could, out to him. Uh, well, I think at this point he knows. Okay. Yeah, because like once you're there, you kind of know everything that's going on. But he like might not know like what I want. Mm. Yeah. So like, you got you got to like you got to say what you want. Okay. Maybe In I conversation, ask someone else up there. Well, you could ask you could ask Nono and Nona. Oh, but they definitely don't know what I want. <laughs> Who's looking out for you up there, Brendan? Maybe my dog Jackie from when I was a kid. Do- no, the dogs are waiting, as we famously know on Come Through Queen. <laughs> they are waiting on the bridge. True, but a relative could have like brought her over. Like my grandma died after her, but they weren't that close. But they exactly. The same name. But they had the same name. <laughs> I don't think that. <laughs> The grandma's like walking past the dog on the bridge and she's like, I'll see you later. (laughs) Okay. I need to really think that through. Okay. Mm -hmm. Who do I ask? Okay. Wow. Okay. I gotta say, and we know this is a ZMLS fan podcast. Is it? No, it is. Of course. And I don't know if she's like ever looked worse than this episode. Yeah. I mean, she's not like, she's not really like the best character on the show. Oh, but like the fight with Antonia. I know. Which this is something I can relate to in terms of my parents moved while I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I stayed in the same high school, okay. um, but like ended up not living with them. <laughs> the last two years of high school which is like a really unique situation yeah but like i i I don't begrudge them for it and i nor did i did i did i then but like it is a situation where you're like your world is being shaken a little bit yeah for sure and like i think for for antonia it's like the combination of that plus the acl cheerleading stuff Mm -hmm would be a lot because like when you're in high school and like it sounds like she's not like a cheerleader like the rah 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 she's like dipping and doing and flipping and flopping yeah like competitive cheerleading yeah it's like cheer like bring it on like netflix yeah but like bring it on is the better example because cheer sucks (laughs) i know but no but cheer to me like i feel like bring it on to me makes it seem like rah 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 and like cheer on netflix is like oh my god you're we're doing like these moves that look crazy. Oh, right. I thought bring it on was also a competition. Yeah. But like, I, I, I feel like until I watched cheer, I didn't realize how crazy what they were doing truly is. Okay. Yeah. You know cheer. I mean? Yeah. Okay. But Dr. like Dr. Monica, what's her name? <laughs> Dr. Monica Aldama. <laughs> the good doctor. Okay. Uh, but I gotta say, if I tore my ACL, which is not like a sprained ankle, <laughs> right? I'd be like, "Fuck this shit," especially do like like getting that injury, doing doing it. Not like I right. tore my ACL by like riding my bike and falling off of it or something. Right. Exactly. Also, ZMLS is doing the thing that I think a lot of parents do at this age to their kids being like, Oh, well you love this so much. Mm. Like this is your favorite thing. And it's like, actually like people's opinions at that age 
yeah. about like what their favorite thing is actually changes pretty rapidly. Sure. And I would imagine like, listen, cheer and like this super competitive cheer is probably like a good thing for kids to do at this age. But like the percentage of people that really are going to go on to, to do this into college, mm-hmm. post-college mm-hmm. is not high. So like if your do- if your daughter like had a serious injury and she doesn't feel like doing it anymore, like I don't think it's the end of the world. Also, if they do go up and end up doing it, there's nothing after college to pursue unless you're going to be a coach, which is why you see yeah. the people on cheer who are like nearing their like eighth year at this college. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I felt bad for Antonia. I like, uh, whew, I really felt bad. I mean, I still like Zia, but like, <laughs> I just felt bad. Well, I don't think, I don't necessarily think that this is like such a damning oh, thing yeah, yeah, no, for yeah, Zia. Yeah. I think she's being a yeah. mom of teenagers. And I feel like yeah. it's actually, this is what you deal with. Yeah, and sure. It's, like, it's real life. Yeah. These are the conversations you're having. You just happen to feel for Antonia in this scene, but I don't think yeah. anything Zia did was horrible, horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to say one thing we, we kind of skipped over the morning after the husband's night out with like all the women kind of like talking to their men and like telling them what happened. But I got to say, Jen Aiden carrying the season on her back, like kind of laying into Bill. Mm-hmm. Being like, yeah, I'm happy you finally stood up for me. But like, where where has it been? Exactly. Also, you're the reason for this. Yes. Bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's like, I, I'm... I like, I feel bad for her, but like, I'm also proud of her. And even like in the clip, like the preview clip with her and Margaret, like I'm proud of her, like having a sit down with Margaret and like, I have to say standing up for herself, but also like listening to Margaret and accepting her apology and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, like her scene with her brother in this week's episode, where she's trying to be her best ally. He's explaining P Town Bear Week. Oh my god! She's going along with it. Then she like she talks about a time where they were all at a gay bar, or gay pride, or something like that, or pride. Sorry, pride, not yeah, gay pride. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was like making out with the guy. I know. I. I mean, we all know that they normally have like before the episode airs, we have like the never before scene episode mm-hmm. like give us 30 minutes in the bagel joint with jen and steven yes agreed i, I want to know everything that happened at p-town i want to know ba- about what happened at bear week i want to know what happened at pride i want to know how your bagels doing i, I mean she all. orders bacon egg and cheese on a roll which is interesting mm, choice. I and then he got an omelet i think nice yeah huh um Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quick side note. Um, I, I've mentioned the pre-show previous weeks that I'm reading One Last Stop. The fact that the girl on the train, her favorite bagel is a fucking chocolate chip bagel. I've never even heard of a chocolate chip bagel. <laughs> I've heard of it, but it was like what you get when you're a baby. Like when you're a kid. <laughs> a chocolate chip bagel with peanut butter. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense. Like a chocolate chip bagel with like cream cheese makes sense to me. Okay. Okay. But like no, I don't think I've had that since I was a literal like like 
single yeah. digits. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have that little boat trip in honor of the first anniversary. We got saxophones. We got the fucking scroll. We're love bombing. This to me, it's like, oh, weather in the tri-state area was so gloomy. It didn't look mm. enjoyable at all to be on that boat. It was just like dim and weird. And the scrolls, she said on Watch Robin's Live, she put it up in her house. That's really sick. It's like, it's like the new Ten Commandments. Like it's in <laughs> like the fact that like the saxophonist had to stand there holding the scroll as Louis went yes, through went through it <laughs> every part. And like he, the saxophonist was kind of pointing to it. I will say, <laughs> Trey Tree is not my fave this season. Kind of boring, mm. but the fact that she loves the saxophone and. <laughs> She played it, and then they did the little bit on Watch Robins Live with her and Lonnie Love, her playing the saxophone and Lonnie Love playing the French horn. Yeah. that's That was fun. I gotta say, like, she doesn't always have a knock-it-out-of-the-park Watch Robins Live appearance, but this was one. It was one because she's, like, <laughs> no longer defensive around Andy. Like, he mm. can rib her, and then... Lonnie was the perfect mm. cheerleader for tree in this episode and was sure. like it was never awkward because Lonnie was always playing to tree which I think mm -hmm. it's like that's kind of the assignment with some of these like housewives mm -hmm. who don't get it if yeah. you're a comedian coming on like Lonnie was like smart to be like this is what yeah. I have to do yeah yeah she knows the assignment yeah wow okay and then spa day to support Dolores and her journey <sighs> I mean Teresa's had it with Tracy, <laughs> which I loved that part actually. Okay, I think here is the recipe for New Jersey. You cannot have one person come on by themselves. Right. You need like two two new people at a time. Yeah, and my larger problem here is Marge. Love her dearly. Mm. But she is now doing acting scenes. <gasps> it's fiction. Who is she acting? <laughs> Who's she, who's her acting she's, partner? She's she's like acting and like going on. She's like she's so calculated at this point. And then that also just like brings Zia and Jackie kind of under her like acting wing, where they're like doing these like planned out scenes where they're gonna talk talk about like such and such together. That I'm not, I'm not loving it. Okay. And I'm like, I usually default to their team in general, mm. but it's just like becoming a little too contrived to me. I don't know. And I yeah. think Marge is like the least natural about it. Yeah. I want to give you hope though. Cause I, that preview for next week, like opened my heart for both of them. Right. I mean, if Marge is willing to kind of play the game with Jen, then I'm a little more hopeful. But at this point in this season, it's like the blondes and Zia have like made their little alliance. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, I'm not saying it's not fun. I always enjoy watching Jersey, but it's like, to me, it's like, okay, we're doing a, we're doing a Marge led scene. And then like, at some point Zia is now going to be doing the Marge uh, ice coffee and a wine glass thing that she's totally taken over. So it's like, they're all in that <laughs> tribe. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's Jersey baby. I'm I'm having a good time. 
I'm having a great time as always, but. Mm. I mean, I know where you're having the best time. <laughs> it's Orange County. <laughs> Am I though? I mean, like, it's getting more enjoyable to me. I'm liking it. This episode is fun. This is I mean, quintessential la- OC. Last week was our favorite Orange County yeah. episode of yeah, the season. Of yeah, yeah. Okay, and then this week, here we are. It's we're do we're showing for re- real for real behind the scenes commercial shooting footage, which is everything I want to watch. That's all I want to watch ever. I'm a- I'm actually glad that it was part of like an of a montage rather than like 15 minutes. Right. So what is this product that Shannon is selling us? <laughs> it's a tincture? No, but wasn't the commercial for shipping? I guess. <laughs> and then I see the commercials on my TV during... I know. The com- like, but the commercial is like, I have a business to sell another product. But the product I am selling you in this commercial is, I think, a shipping solution. Oh, shouldn't be sh- she be doing like stamps.com or whatever? <laughs> well, but like everyone needs a competitor. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't catch that. Yeah. <laughs> much much <laughs> like we didn't catch Beyond the Edge being a reality star competition <laughs> <Right>. show. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um Okay, when we were talking about the 7-year Stitch rap party, did did you think at first like I did that they hired this whole staff in their basement for the two of them to just walk around <laughs> by themselves in. <laughs> um, there was a brief moment where I was like, maybe. Well, cause but- they were like, they were arm in arm and like the arm in armness <laughs> of it all made it feel like, Ooh, we're at our little rap party that just the two of us. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was a moment where I was like, wow, they're just going to like watch this, like, like the first cut of the show together with like mounds of sushi yeah. But then they invited people. I they never since like Sonia Morgan has a family been so dedicated to hosting events only in their home. Hmm. But I kind of like that. I like I love that culture. I like it too. And Heather has multiple spaces in her home hmm. to host these parties. Unlike Sonia. Sonia were always in like the yeah. garden level in the Me backyard. too. Same. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like in New York City, baby, where are you gonna go? On the mm-hmm. roof? Um Okay, yeah. So it's interesting that like the rap party gets a curated cast invite, but Dr. Jen is forced to have everybody and even like former housewives. I know. I kind of like the curated nature of the first party. And cause I mm. like seeing just like different people at the play. bellows. Yeah. I love with love being with the bellows. <laughs> if, if Mrs. Bellow isn't on the next season, what's her name? Nancy, uh, Nancy, Nancy, it's Nancy, Nancy, but she is a Mrs. You know, she's like one of those women who like you, you would only call misses. But are we going to give Daisy Fuentes an orange? I think so. With her husband who sings that song that I know. Okay. For I got to say, okay, so this is, it's like, wherever you go, whatever you do, I will be. And then the title of the song is right here waiting, waiting for, you. for you. So I looked it up, 1989. And I was... I was going to ask you if Taylor you Swift knew. Taylor Swift promo. Subtle Taylor Swift promo. I was going to ask you if you knew this going into it. And it sounds like you did, obviously. We listened like, to a lot of like like uh, light rock growing hmm. up as kids. 
And I'm going to ask, I'm going to like ask the audience, did you know this when you heard it? It feels like most people know it. And here's the thing. In the mm. 90s, so after the song came out, light rock culture mm. was like a big radio thing that I think like a lot of people's parents were listening to. It's like mm. Delilah loves someone tonight. Delilah would play this song. Mm. So, and everyone knows Delilah. Okay. See, m- <laughs> while my dad was driving me to the ferry, like we had it on KTU. RuPaul, Michelle Visage, okay, some Deborah Cox, some <laughs> all the girls. <laughs> we had all the Fajeline music going. The, I mean, my parents loved disco, so like, oh, it was yes. like Donna Summer, th- like this one, that one. Sure, like, sure. Yeah, you, yeah. They, they were tri-state area cultured people. My yeah. dad lived in uh, <laughs> all over, but my dad lived in Florida. He used to be playing. Um, uh, Delilah when he would pick me up from the Jacksonville airport mm-hmm. and then he'd like change the channel and like pretend he hadn't been listening to that but it's like mm-hmm. dude like come on Listen. you were crying you were crying please send send Brendan what he said send me someone <laughs> <laughs> we're asking you one thing <laughs> no I don't want I don't want him visiting he hasn't done that in a while no he's not visiting you he is merely sending a just like a little soldier okay. <laughs> <laughs> one of his soldiers okay okay um okay yeah so sound off in the comments if you knew that song daisy fuentes like they didn't even give a chance for the cameras to lay eyes on her i know where was she she wasn't like, there was she no she walked in with him right but they didn't focus at like at all on her no they did not I'm trying to think of what do I know her from most? Oh, from like, and she was like, wasn't she? America's Funniest, Funniest Home Videos, I think is probably what I know her most from. Didn't she replace? Um... Someone on Singled Out? Yes. No. She did not? That was Carmen Electra, I think. But I thought like maybe she replaced Carmen Electra. I'm on her Wikipedia and I just searched for Singled. Single. <laughs> no, she was. Oh my god! You know what she was? She did do. I, it was on MTV. I think it was like House of Style, like after Cindy Crawford. Yeah, but I never watched that. So I think, like, I think my thing was America's Funny Home Videos, which she hosted with that uh, John Fugel saying guy after Bob Saget. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Give her an orange. She's ready. She's running. I mean, um, if you have someone at her caliber just living in OC, you got to mm, give them the orange. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're like laying the, the groundwork for Dr. Jen's party at this party. And like immediately as we're talking about it, I'm like, I don't really understand like how we get from med spa to like sensing your brain, brain. waves. Would you do this brain machine? Oh, I would do. Of course I do it. But like, I don't even know like what, what are we doing? We're just like sensing if like you might be nervous or whatever. <laughs> what was like the things that like Emily came out of it was like stuff she already knew. So yeah. it's like, okay. Well, I, well, it's like, is this giving me the cure or is it just telling me the, the problem? Is? It's just the problem. <laughs> okay. Um, sure. So we got some of Noella and the mom, which like, it's like two odd ducks <laughs> just quacking about. I know, and like Noella's thing as they're walking up to that restaurant about like, remember when everyone thought we were a couple because we were mm-hmm. holding hands? And it's like, 
what are we doing here? Yeah. And then Noella is always fascinating to me. And I don't know if you've noticed this. They always show her ordering a drink and she's always ordering like a rosé or a wine or something. But Mm. then soon thereafter, she's got like this like big mixed drink in like with ice in like a big wine glass. And it's happened multiple times. Mm. So I wonder what her second drink that she moves on to is because it's always something it's like a almost like a Ramona muddled mint in the wine glass, plenty of ice situation. This sounds like a job for Real orders. <laughs> I know, but it's, but it's an order that they're not showing. Off so camera, can, off camera, off camera. Can, I mean, yeah. Kai needs to start calling the restaurants. Yeah, we got to get we gotta get the maitre d' on the horn. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, Shane getting sworn in. We, we did it, kids. I can't stop crying. Beautiful. Um, but the follow-up, I got to say... Emily's surprising us left and right (laughs) going down. She's doing her Kim K journey. She watched a documentary, learned Mm -hmm. about the innocence project. And now wants to get wrongfully convicted people out of jail. I love this like scene in the sequence. Oh my God. Loved it. Yeah. I mean, she's having, she's having a great season, right? A banner, a banner year. She's bringing the drama when she can. She is showing interesting things about her family. She's now doing this journey um, with her charity work, using her expertise as an attorney. Yeah. It's like, come on, Meredith Marks. What are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) Making making those tracksuits? No. Come on. Um, so, I mean, I, yeah, I can't wait to see where this takes us. We get some Gina and Matt at the dentist. It's so interesting being so far in with Matt after, like, years of not being able to show a picture of him. Well, like, we went with, like, we went from joining the show. We saw him for, like, a split second. Then, then like, no, then we didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Then we saw him again. Then the shit went down and then that was like so traumatic. And now here we are with him. It's been like truly a crazy journey. I know. And Gina just keeps on being like, look at our, look at us now. Look at us now, which is great, which is a great step. And now he's being brought into parties with his girlfriend who looks like Kelly Dodd. I, okay. I would say the moment of iconography was Kelly Dodd 2.0, AKA Matt's girlfriend. After being told she looks like Kelly Dodd, saying, I'm coming for you, <laughs> was, <laughs> was so quick and something I would not expect from like the scal. Right. And just like the entire setup at Dr. Jen's party, where the first little inkling we get of like she looks like Kelly Dodd is from Gina Keo walking up and telling, uh, Gina that she looks like well put together. What does she say? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she's like, she's like, Oh, the searing bone suit or whatever to have Gina Keo at this random party where none of her, like no one she ever was full time on a cast with is at yeah. this party, which is a delight. It actually. Okay. Maybe I had a different read on it. It felt depressing to me. It felt like she was like wandering down the street and like saw some of the old crew that maybe worked on the show while she worked on it. And they were like, Gina, come in, come in, come in. Oh my God. And then like someone asking Dr. Jen, like, Oh, how do you know Gina Keo? And she's like, I don't. (laughs) 
<laughs> you oh, so you are like comparing her to those people who come back and visit their high school teachers yeah. after they're already in college. Yeah. I don't know. I with this show, I enjoyed her presence. I would like to see her on more. Um to me, listen, thank you for like starting the show, but like to me, she never was anything to me. Wow. Wow. But, you had pretty... you you had so much praise for her last season when she did the voiceover. Oh, but that was but that's like less about her and more about like a production choice. Okay. And like just kind of like the iconography of like it was like felt very like desperate housewives and just and like real housewives is a take on a reality take on desperate housewives and her narrating it like Mary Alice was just like a really fun choice. One of the one of my favorite we discussed this in our bonus episode that we did about OC recently, but one of my mm. favorite all time OC moments is very centered on Gina Keo. So I have to support. And I mean it's obviously a lot of Tamara's work. Yeah. It, yeah, but it is her. Okay. I mean, there would be no cyst and deceased without Gina Keo. There would be no gay throwing the <laughs> champagne glass at the driveway okay. if you were not brought in by Gina Keo. Sure. Yeah, I guess like you need someone to cause other people to do things. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes you gotta have those secondary players. Okay. Uh Dr. Jen disinviting Noella like as she's en route to the party, <laughs> essentially. And like telling her not to like talk shit about her at her party, but it's like obviously that's what have you met Noella? That's what she's gonna do. But also like what do you think the scene is? Like, do you think we're like, like Bravo's airing an infomercial on the brainwaves? Like we're here to film a, sh a show together. Well, I think we saw that Dr. Jen seems pretty confused as like her role <laughs> because she did give like a 45 minute presentation over four TV screens. I uh, like, did we, did we like do a run through of this at least once is my question. No. And also are those four TV screens in her home always like that? I know, because it doesn't seem like a, a pleasurable viewing experience, but I like know. the black bars breaking everything up. I know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but like, like Shannon said on Watch Women's Live, like a very moving story talking about the dad and like everything you went through and like mm -hmm. the reason you're pursuing this. But like, why are we going through like 10 case studies? <laughs> I know, but also it did make for funny television. Yeah, of like course, we of course, of we course, wouldn't have gotten all the fun reaction yeah. shots, and Gina Keo was front row center on the main mm. couch. I, so happy to be there in the stranger's <laughs> home, the home of a stranger. Oh, um, that's gonna be my future. I'll just be walking down the street and see a TV crew and just wander inside and see okay. what see what happens. Wow. After you move on from this podcast and you're podcasting with someone else, I'll oh, I'll, I'll see two two mics set up and just wander back in. Wow. <laughs> After I move on, wow, wow, wow. Uh, so we end it with Gina versus Shannon. Other Gina versus Shannon because we've been very Gina Keo heavy. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gina Gina Kershneider. Yes. Um, which I. I care more about how this is going to suss out later in the season. Mm -hmm. But like right now it's like, what are we really fighting about? Well, the thing to me, the way I view it is 
this fight feels like a projection of the way Emily might feel and mm. shows she's she's putting the fight onto two other people. That's what that's what Shannon said during Watch What Happened. Right, because the real person who would be jealous in this situation yes. would be Emily because she, her best friend is being brought away from her by Heather. Whereas Shannon, like, yeah, obviously she has history with Heather, but it's not like they were getting along like gangbusters at the beginning of the season. The only time we like really saw them like have a good time so far this season together was the edible party it wasn't the edible it's not the edible party but the party where heather brought the edibles so i mean if anything it's like why emily would be like why can't i come too exactly (laughs) but i mean i think i think that's also emily did a good job of spinning that and like sicking that fight on someone else oh oh wow i'm loving it me too and like you said we don't i don't necessarily need the high full throttle car whatever we're going whatever's going on in like salt lake city sometimes i need to like just like relax with my girls relax with the girls okay like be on that couch with gina keogh watching a presentation about brain damage wandering in and out of houses in the orange (laughs) county (laughs) okay why don't we wander into the freak of the week and the one true queen let's go all right the freak of the week this week is Oh God, as if like we haven't had enough out of her. Jenny Wen. What did she do, Dan? So we learned this week that she has her daughter on Cameo. And this daughter's like eight or nine years old. Mm-hmm. On Cameo, um, you know, fulfilling the request, $50 a pop, 24-hour rush service. I just like don't understand like so here's here's my like bro, like a, a lot of people are going into like oh why are you like doing this this is like a, this child shouldn't be working or like put, being put to work but to me I'm like thinking of almost a little big bigger picture it's like Jenny like you are it's like dishonorably discharged like from the army like mm-hmm. from this show why are you like attaching your daughter further to your image, this image and like yeah. something that she will have to carry with her down the line. Like, why are mm-hmm. you making her a per- like a television personality out of Salt Lake city when like this has ended so terribly for you? Yeah. It's, it doesn't make any sense, but it's also, it's also like, I guess they want to do a money grab when they can, but, but how much money are you making out of this? Like you seem to be well off enough. Right, exactly. And is is this money going to your daughter? Or are you pocketing? Yeah. Ugh, mm. it's terrible. But in some better news, we have a one true queen. Brendan, as our serious <laughs> XM correspondent, I think you should be the one to tell us our one true queen. So Dorinda Medley <laughs> is back on Sirius XM on Radio Andy. With back on Make It Nice. Back on Make It Nice. This was her shortly run show in 2019. Mm-hmm. And I guess um, from how she told it when she was on with Andy earlier this week, basically she went to Andy and asked for the show back. Oh, okay. he said, yes. And I think it came out of, um, I think it came out of, she had appeared on an episode of uh, Jeff Lewis live oh my like, God. <laughs> when he was visiting New York. I'm not even kidding. And like the conversation came up on that episode. That was like, Oh, Dorinda, didn't you have like the show? Like you should do it again, yada yada yada. And I think that just like put it in her brain 
that she should go ask Andy, and she did. I mean, I think that's like a lesson to all of us, like, go for what you want. Exactly. And I listened to, I've, I'm kind of halfway through her first episode, because it's only on Thursdays, so I was listening to it. it. She's taking a lot of calls. A lot of people are calling, which is great. So mm. the engagement's already there. Um, she spent the first, like, half of the episode talking about, like, getting back after COVID, which is kind of mm. like, do I need to hear this narrative again? But then it's like, oh, I like to hear Dorinda talk about her life. Yeah, like, uh, anything. About her life. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. I'll be listening every week, of course, and I'll oh. report back. I mean, of course, we, we have an extended SiriusXM report in our Come Through <laughs> Queen pre-show over on the Patreon. But the interest, the good thing is that like she now has a radio show, and she is going to soon be back on TV with Ultimate Girls Trip season two. Mm. So I'm sure we'll get a lot of fun tidbits from Ultimate Girls Trip season two on her radio show. So yeah. it's like a must listen. Uh, before we wrap things up, I kind of want to like tie that into the fact that Ebony was on Watch What Happens Live this week for the first time since Roni went down in flames, mm-hmm. promoting. Beyond the Edge, which I talk about on the Patreon pre-show as well. And did you watch Ebony and Watch Happens Live or no? I did. What was your read on it? Because my read on it was that Andy was having fun with her. It felt like everyone on stage was yes-anding, like Mm. in a big way. I didn't necessarily feel like Andy was like in love with her, but I also, it felt a lot better than other Housewives being on because a lot of Housewives don't, get it that you need to like be quick and keep the show moving yeah so in that way i think like he liked her but i'm not i mean maybe he maybe he was enjoying her i don't know yeah i just want to say in terms of new york we know that both sonia and luann have tour dates for their respective shows Mm -hmm. essentially through june not that it's like five nights a week every week but it's like enough dates and enough places around the United States. And even I think Luann's going up to Canada where it's like, I don't see cameras going up anytime soon. If these women are involved in the show, I would guess that they would do a summer season in New York, which I think is the answer. Um, I mean, there is a big um, page six article about Luann that just mm-hmm. dropped with some scary news. Yeah. Um, we just got sent it a couple times on various threads. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I, and I, and I feel like, I think the producers and the network would want to see how ultimate girls trip shakes out and is Mm -hmm. accepted to see like, Oh, are we taking any of these gals back? Are we going for Dorinda? Are we going for Jill? Yeah. Jill's been doing the rounds on certain things and like certain appearances where I'm like, dude, she's been doing a good job. I know. It's like, do I want her back? And I think the answer might be yes, but we'll see. We'll okay. see on Ultimate Girls Trip. Yeah, we're really we're really spiraling right now. Yeah. I think it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> we gotta kick you over to comethroughqueen.com with links. As we mentioned, the Patreon pre-show, talking about a lot this week. Um, we got links to everything over on comethroughqueen.com as well, to social, to fit the private Facebook group, to everything. So as usual, like, comment, subscribe, heart, share, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to see you come through, queen. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.